everybody, what it is, what it was, what it shall be. Welcome to Evening Tide here on the Pucknologist on Town USA. <laughs> uh, stick tap to you, Mr. Ted Ramey. Uh, it is show 122, as you can see. I am AJ underscore strong on all the social media stuff. Joining me, of course, tonight, Rocket Backhander. How are you? I cannot be canceled. <laughs> AJ, how are you doing? Uh, I, I was canceled. Oh. I don't know. Uh, and one Mr. Birthday Boy, excuse me, Hockey Jerk. Well, given how old I am, chances are somebody in my age bracket performed the canceling. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as always, dude, if you're going to talk, I need you to turn on your camera. <laughs> I can't wait to see this. Thank there you. it is. All right. <laughs> oh, you look so good in a hat. Right. Uh, que- question, what, uh, what hotel is that? Uh, whichever <laughs> casino you would prefer, sir. <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny. But can you see what the shirt says? Oh, of course. Yeah. I don't age. I just level up. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. So uh, hit us up on that social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Make sure to follow, subscribe, do all those fun things. Hey, if you got us on iTunes, do us a favor. We'd love to get a five-star and a review out of you, so please hop on over there if you could. That would help us in a big way. Remember, though, if you ever miss a show, you'll want to catch it again. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, your favorite podcast platform, always on YouTube, always at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the show, feel free to use that. Put a little something in the Venmo tip jar. Again, at tealtownusa. So, two games Two games. Yikes. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk about David Ayer's the movie. Yes, it's happening. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Jeff Skinner, the healthy scratch, whatever the hell top shot is. But first, let's talk about what should have been three games, but only ended up being two. Starting, of course, versus Minnesota. You'll remember this one because Burns opened scoring in the first minute with another highlight reel marker against Minnesota. God, does he love torching his old team. Mario Ferraro goes full starfish and Zuccarello would score on one that Jones absolutely has to have. But then 11 seconds later, it's a uh, Kaprizov, right? Or is it? Kap- that is correct. All right. Uh, he scores a tap in and that one, yeah, can't blame on Jones. That's on the defense, but the sharks go 0 for two on the power play in the first period hurdles line on the ice for both goals against uh, so after the first period, you're kind of looking at this one going down two one again. All right, cool. Anything standing out for either of you guys at this point? Or are you just kind of like, yep, another two points go out the window. Hey, <laughs> two to one. Hey, down two one. Uh, after the first period, I kind of feel like that's where the, that's right where the sharks want to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know the. Rocket, I think, said it last week where it's like the second period has gone from being like the worst period to the best period. So I kind of feel like you're thinking after that first period, you're like, well, you know, down by one. This is exactly where we need to be. You know, we're going to come out. We're going to bang, bang, two real quick. It's going to be three, two. No problem. Um, That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just both games were a shit show this week. Uh, In the second period. Ian Cole makes it 3-1 to get his first of the season. Uh, Not the best defensive play from the Sharks, but Jones, that's another one he's got to stop. The Wild totally dominated the first half of the period. Then Foligno puts one in off Malosh's stick, (laughs) and Jones gets pulled for the fourth 
time. This That's four times in 12 starts. Uh, for those of you not good at math, jerk, four out of 12, how many is that? That is about, uh, if you round up, 34%. Four out of 12? Four out of 12. I am so, yeah, four out of 12, 30. 30. Is that... That's a third, right? There you yeah. go. Almost 30. There you go. 34, almost. Almost 34. <laughs> Fractions, <Yeah>. man. 33.33333. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a bajillion. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know if Jones would even have that many starts if Dubnik doesn't go down for a week and a half. But a few minutes later, Couture slams one home from a couple feet out from Kane and LeBanc. It makes it 4-2, gives us some false hope. Then Knizhov <laughs> just, he draws blood with a high stick and the Wild make it 5-2 with three seconds left and a four-minute power play. And at this point you're going, yeah, sounds about right. But then, third period, Sharks can't manufacture anything and Bugner goes full Patrick Law and says, Dubnik, five minutes, let's go, get the hell out of the net. <laughs> yeah. And then Rask gets an empty netter shortly thereafter. Yikes. Uh, the refs, the now here's the best part about this. The refs let two ridiculously egregious penalties go at, at the, when there was about five minutes left or so. And, and it was one for both sides. It was like even the refs were like, oh, my God, just put us all out of our misery. Just get this over with already. And even there's a couple of people on Twitter calling out the Teal Town account <laughs> saying, oh, <laughs> shit, you know when a Sharks podcast says it was a trip and they don't call it. <laughs> uh, but the story of the game in this one, of course, Nijov answering the bell against Felino, who, I mean. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who? Who? Knizhov? Knizhov, thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we pronounce names correctly on this show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's all I want for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's no problem. So he answers the the bell against Feligno. And, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't solid. say which names had to be pronounced correctly. <laughs> hey, now. Uh, but you got to love Knizhov. I mean, uh, he gets rocked to the point where uh, Feligno waves over the refs to end it. Um. But yet again, not much of a response from the Sharks. You know, since Pavelski's departure, this team does not circle the wagons. You know, a lot of vets are gone from a couple years ago, whether it's Braun, Dell, Dylan, Donskoy, Goodrow, Haley, Heed, Melker, Nyquist, Ryan, Jumbo. It's a lot of names. and I don't know. I just feel like the, they're like the anti-friends. I won't be there for you. Damn. But, uh... How about the big... How about the, uh... The big, the big brass ones on Kanijov for stepping up to Felino there. I mean, Dude. I mean they're pretty comparable in size, but Felino, he's a tough customer. You know what I mean? So, oh. Dude, I mean that first shot just kaboom. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I thought, you know, I mean that's kind of what you need. I mean you don't. I, like I said before, I, I think I've said it the last two weeks. You where you know, you don't need somebody who's just gonna <laughs> lumber up and down the ice kind of thing. But you know, it, it regardless of who you are, if you're put in a position where you got to stand up for yourself or stand up for your teammate, you should do that. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> God, I'm so pissed Lou off. The, the soundboard isn't the working, soundboard. dude. I'm so pissed off. The soundboard isn't working right now. So pissed. Um, so anyway, after this one, the Sharks cancel practice. A couple hours later, they release a statement saying that 
Sharks and Vegas would be canceled because Hurdle got that Rona. So he'll be gone for a couple weeks. It's it, it's not because of an illicit tweet from 10 years ago that they were canceled? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I don't make the rules here. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so anyway, a uh, couple odd days off because, you know, we got the positive test. They want to do everybody chill out. Let's do some tracing, blah, 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 blah. We got to test everybody. Once they all return, uh, you know, Coach Bugner took some questions that morning. I asked him about uh, how special teams are going to shake out without Hurdle in the lineup. Uh, yeah, Bob, can you share uh, how Tommy's absence is going to impact your special teams? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, today we had two two different looks, obviously, and we, we, we built out two new power play units and, and with or without Tommy, we were changing it regardless. Um, obviously, it's it's been something that hasn't been good enough. And uh, um, we're going to go with a completely different look. And, uh, um, you know, so we've had to make some adjustments around Tommy, but we we're making some adjustments anyway. Obviously, he's a big part of the penalty kill. Tommy's, uh, uh, you know, one of our guys, because we we're missing right-handed shots up the middle, he's one of the guys that takes a lot of draws on his offside on the right on the right face-off circle. We'll miss him there. Um, and just miss his playmaking ability five-on-five. Five. And, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a big loss for us. But, uh, you know, we're a team that, you know, not necessarily scores a ton of goals as is. So we got to, you know, we got to, do our best without him. So, as you can hear there, it's first off, the special teams are, are are being thrown into a blender, which they probably needed to be anyway. Uh, but the bigger thing is, is in, talking about Hurdle, his face-off percentage, yeah, they felt it because uh, St. Louis, I believe St. Louis at one point had 176% of the face-offs in this game. Jesus Christ! Um, so anyway, Vegas gets canceled. St. Louis goes on. John Scott threw down some truth before this game, people. Ooh. Big truth. Let's hear it. What's your thoughts on San Jose right now as a team? Maybe where they stand. Uh, it just, it, it does seem like they have a lot of the right pieces. I'm not sure that it's, it's reflecting consistently in the standings. It's uh boy, San Jose. Their window was three years ago. That that was their time to win their cups. That was their time to really make their mark. And I, I think the window's passed. I think when you look at the ages on the guys and the teams, um, they're on the wrong side of thirty. And it, it's tough for me to say because uh, you know I want them to succeed. But when you look around the league, when you look at their division, it's you know they're going to be in a tough spot for the next three, four years. They're locked into these contracts. These guys aren't producing like they did when they signed the contracts. And, you know, they're not the same players they were two years ago, let alone five years ago. You know, the Carlsons, the Burns, the the Vlasics, that's your three top D-men. Then they, they're not producing like six, seven, eight, nine million dollar players. So it, it's tough to win when you're locked up with those contracts. I don't know. I, I want to say that they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to make a great run, but I... I'd be lying to you. I'd be lying to myself. Yikes. <laughs> well, I, I'm telling you, I'm surprised NBCSN aired that, to be honest. Like, I thought that was like, so, we all know why Drew Remendo is not here anymore. <laughs> the, 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 people don't like criticism. To hear John Scott 
be able to say that on the Sharks broadcast. Woofa. But I don't think anything he said was necessarily critical. It was, it's very, I mean, yeah, they were criticisms, but they're all really true statements. And I don't think that anything he said was unbalanced or overly harsh in any way. He just was very realistic about the situation, which is that the Sharks are in contract hell for a little bit of time and everybody is on the wrong side of 30. He made some very salient points. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. So we move on to this game versus St. Louis. Uh, mm. Holy crap. <laughs> I mean, the game happened 24 hours ago and I'm still like a little shaky from it because Jesus Christ. I even tweeted at one point that the second period, it felt like an entire game of three on yeah. three. It, it was, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it was just unreal. So uh, let's see. It's the third game versus the Blues in the last four for the Sharks. Uh, EK, 65, and Shimmick return after miss, missing a few. And how funny is the, the return of EK? That guy's had a hell of a week, let me tell you. What was it? A week ago, it was day-to-day. A couple days after that, it was, well, actually, it looks like he's going to be week-to-week. And then two days later, yeah, he's starting. What? <laughs> Who the hell are the doctors here? What the hell is going on? Uh, Hurdle misses his first because of the Rona, as Jerk likes to say. Uh, 17 seconds in, we're off to the races. Timo Meyer puts one in off Krug. Scandella would even it up six minutes later. Perron holds EK, and then Kane gets a power play goal, and you're thinking, okay, 2-1 to one after the first. Feels good. Better than being down 2-1 to one like we were a couple days before versus Minnesota, right? Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's Cat's name? What's his? Uh, Bl- Blay? Sammy Blay. Blay. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. So, Blay ties it for St. Louis. Then Meyer notches his second of the game, coming again on the power play, so at least that part's good. Uh, Meyer finally getting off the schneid. If I do remember, he was on the not hot list last week. Uh, but less than a minute later, Shen ties it at 3-3. That is three goals on 11 shots for the Blues. Anyhow, Kane would score again. That leads to Bennington getting yanked <laughs> and the moment of the game. <laughs> Let me see. Bennington, what? As he's going off, he he like takes a swipe at Shimmick. He uh, shoved Shimmick. Yeah, he shoved Shimmick. He like fake punches EK. He got EK to flinch hard. And then he tussles with Doobie at the at the end on his way out. I, like, what the hell was that, man? <laughs> well, and and it, which what makes it even greater, and I think is what what kind of aggravated Bennington uh towards the end there is you know, in reading the post game comments, I'm, I'm pretty sure Dubnik pretty when he skated over to him. I'm pretty sure Dubnik basically told him to go take a lap and just you know get the, get the hell out of here. And I don't think he liked that very much. <laughs> Dude, that is one well, of my favorite quotes ever. By the way, well, or my favorite thing. Call him over and have a chat on the ice with him or something. No, get the fuck off the ice. No, the I just fuck? take a lap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. And, and you know what? Good good for good for um, good for Dubnik stepping up. I mean, I know he's he's obviously one of the new guys and he's the goalie, but it's good to see that somebody on this team has a pulse. Oof. Yeah, no especially when you look at the amount of injuries St. Louis is dealing with. Um but Jerry pointing out, you know, last night was like 90s hockey with completely appropriate with the heritage jersey and all, but yeah, that's what it felt like just 
Whew. Anywho, um, felt uh, Samford in the final two minutes would tie it up four four. Felt again, felt like a, an exhausting period. Tons of chances both ways. Defense optional. And uh, the Blues, after two periods, like I said earlier, 73% in the circle. Oof. In the third, uh, McEachern scores a shorty after Falk gets called for tripping EK. A minute later, LeBanc ties it. Now we're 5-5. A minute later, O'Reilly gives the Blues a 6-5 lead. Three minutes later, and what's the show? Is it SpongeBob or whatever, where it's like one minute later, three minutes later? SpongeBob. Yeah. So that's that's what this whole game felt like. That somebody should put together a highlight reel of this game and just use those in between each score <laughs> scoring play. Uh, Couture makes it six six. Forty five seconds later, Scandella gets the Blues the lead back. What in the actual fuck? <sighs> I noticed. <laughs> I noticed that you. Uh... You glossed over Devin Dubnik's flying poke check there at the end of the second period. Oh, dude, poke <laughs> check and a toe pick. He, yeah. <laughs> he had two in this one. Uh, dude, I, I was like, was that an actual poke check? I haven't seen one of those from the Sharks in like five years. That was amazing. How many, how many shots did he stop? Dubnik? Yeah. God, what was it? I think it was like 23 stopped, of 32 he, or something. No, uh, he saved 24 of 31. Oof. Which, yeah. <laughs> All right. And unfortunately, uh, Devin Dubnik is no longer uh, the best goalie to not have a single win. Um, but <laughs> still, I feel like it's an, just another game where he, I mean, okay, yeah, he put up seven goals. But another game where he just played very well and it, it, the wheels kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. It's just unreal. Oh. Yeah, that's how I don't think it's when people say, uh, you know, even when I say goaltending is an issue, it's like, is it though? Is it? Oh, it is. Mm, it I is. think it's defense. I think moreover, it's defense. Two two things can be true, as Jerk likes to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you have you have the people who say it's goaltending, not defense, and you have the people who say it's defense, not goaltending, and I'm over here saying, hey, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're all, you know. You were all correct. Yes. <laughs> so in the Venn diagram, you would be hanging out in the football area. Right. That is correct. Okay. I, I am in the middle. I see. <laughs> this is one that I am not unsure of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, either way, after the game, uh, again, we talked about Hurdle missing this one, and I asked Bob about Gambrell subbing in for Tommy. Uh, last question here for Tailtown. Uh, obviously, with Hurdle... Out of the the mix tonight, uh, what did you think about Gambrell's game and being elevated? Yeah, I thought he uh, he, he had some chances offensively. I think that uh, um, you know St. Louis is one of the best uh, faceoff teams in the league. I thought we had trouble in the faceoff circle tonight. That's where we missed Tommy. I thought a lot. Um, you know, um, both Shannon and O'Reilly, they're they're two uh, you know faceoff specialists. So um, we struggled there, and we didn't start with the puck a lot, but. Uh, um, you know, I thought his line, you know, Timo got a power play, got a five on five. I thought his line played well, um, you, you know, um, with Gambia in there. So there you go. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, hold on. I did see a comment that I wanted to address from Kyle Scott asking from the chat, why do the Blues continue to own us? Uh, jerk, have we... 
have the Sharks beaten the Blues this season? Uh, yeah, twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that that the Blues own. And if memory serves, like, aren't all of these losses by one goal? Uh, I all for one. I want to say. Uh, let me double check that. But you know, uh, the parody. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, my counter to that would be, you know, why is this team, St. Louis, who is supposedly really good, why have they not stomped us every time we've played them? And mm-hmm. you know, well, and maybe and, the Blues you, aren't that good, yeah, or they're very are, injured. And you, well, hey, two things to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, you are correct. All five games the Sharks and St. Louis have played have been one-goal games. Um, the Sharks obviously coming out ahead. Uh, in two of those, one in regulation, one in a shootout. But, you know, I said it last week, and even though this is a loss, I still think my point is a valid one, where if you can if you can put one of those, those big three teams, you know, the Vegas, the Colorado, the St. Louis, if you can put one of those big three on edge, which I think the Sharks have done with the Blues thus far, I mean, it certainly helps your case in trying to slither into a playoff spot, so... You know, um, we'll 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 see the Blues again on March the eighth. Um, I'm predicting a four three shootout win. Uh, so, <laughs> Dude, meanwhile, Minnesota over here going, who's the big three? Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah Minnesota out here <laughs> trading away their number one center, losing their number two center. It's like, yeah, we're gonna play better. <laughs> like, <laughs> are they playing addition by subtraction out there? I, I you know what, um. I, I I was Cam Talbot made it very easy for everybody to make fun of him, but he's playing very well there. So I have to give the stick taps, but I think them getting Kaprizov just makes them actually exciting for once. So mm. yeah, dude, man, I hope this kid does not like you know isn't a flash in the pan. Like I don't, I hope he doesn't have a sophomore slump. I hope he you know is not like that. Like look at look at uh, Pedersen in Vancouver. Like dude was on fire that first season. A lot of people are on him this year. But anyway, uh, so but also during every, the... everybody in Vancouver is bad this year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ev- even then, he's not doing that bad. I don't mean to get off topic, but he's not doing that bad. <laughs> uh, of note, during the post game, which did make it on air, but uh, you know, if you go to the website, was edited out. Uh, Evander Kane called out Kevin Kurz, which I thought was kind of interesting. Basically saying, you know, uh, after the questions were done and there was only a couple asked, none of them by Kurz, and Kane responded, so, oh, Kurz hasn't asked me a question all year. I wonder why. Now, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it could be about the recent articles that have come out in The Athletic. Not even authored by him, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, finally, the Sharks wore their Heritage jerseys and they lost. So let's burn them, right? We're never wearing them again. Isn't, isn't that how we usually roll? That's That was 100% what I was thinking. I mean, that's how, that's how it was five years ago. So Yeah. See? Uh, and you know what? Before we move on, I wanted to ask this. Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed this, Rock. This is totally, you know, I'm sure a jerk question. We remember... The jerseys from the 25th anniversary, they didn't have the 25 diamond patch on them, but the 30th ones, these Heritage last night, they were wearing those 30th. Somebody had mentioned on some for, somewhere on the internet um, 
the, the first game that they wore Heritage jerseys, they did have a 25 logo on there, but I don't remember that. Do you? False. Have you, false? False. Okay, I was going to say. Don't, never listen to people on the internet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some people said no, that there are even photos of it, but I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm going, Where's the receipt? There's exactly. photos of lots of stuff on the internet that don't make them true. Yeah, I could sit here and tell you there's a photo of my face on the internet, but is anybody going to believe that? No. <laughs> no. You know, it's... Dude, there's a photo of your face right here on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I was thinking about this. So I... For, for those who don't know, my girlfriend is not a hockey fan, but I'm trying to explain the intricacies to her. And I told her, like, jokingly, but then it kind of actually made a lot of sense, where it's like, I wonder if they're trying to juice merchandise sales, where it's like, you go to NHL.com, and it's like, look, Chief, you got to buy the jersey and the patch, or you're not getting either. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so final. But also, uh, sorry, just one Go last thing. I I know for a fact that five years ago, those heritage jerseys didn't have the 25th anniversary patch because, the from what I understand, the internal justification, if you will, was that the jerseys themselves indicate that it's an anniversary celebration. Well, then explain why they're wearing the 30th. <laughs> All right. My, my, let's my move official on. position is juicing sales. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, isn't that what it always is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, two games this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Sharks take zero of four available points. They have allowed 13 goals over two games, and the starting goalies have posted a combined 787, despite only facing 51 shots on goal. Uh, yikes. The Sharks' defense put up four points this week, uh, but three of them came from Burns. The other one was Ferraro. I'm fine with that. All right. (laughs) Uh, You fine with this? Right now, the Sharks are seventh in the West. (laughs) Eight. Eighth. They're dead last. Yeah, Anaheim leapfrogged them. Yep. Uh, What? what? Hold on. When was this? Uh Go take a look. Hold on. Wait a minute. Are we going by points or points percentage? Because I'm going points percentage. Well, you should have clarified, my friend. Oh. Uh, I was I was about to tell you to go take a lap. My but... blunder. <laughs> but yes, okay. According to points percentage, which if every team can't get to fifty six games, points percentage will be the uh, the measuring stick. Yes, the Sharks are in seventh, but I, I'm here to. Well, the, the reason why I bring this up is because you know it's you can't say too much about points because you've got a situation where like the Blues have played twenty one games. Sharks have only played 18. Right? Dude, I'll do you one better. Dallas has played 16. Detroit has played 23. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's, again, about Vancouver. You talk about running out of, like, points pretty soon. Like, Vancouver is, like, they've played – got to be in the top five on games played. Yeah, they've played 24, which is the most in the North Division. Yeah. So, But I'm here to – I'm sorry to say this. I know it's a special day here, and we want to keep it all happy, but if the Sharks are lower than fourth, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> just just saying. I mean, we we can spend the, we can argue all podcast about seventh or eighth, but... <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Rocket's trying to... Is that supposed to say meditate through the stash? Yeah. I think it's supposed to say mediate. mediate? Oh, med- I'm trying to meditate mediate. through the stash, trying to keep my calm. Hold on. I like this. Increase my zen. I, 
I, no, I like that word, let, meditate, Me- where it's like, meditate. It's, a, it's a cross between meditate and mediate. I like that. It's, I, I smell a new NXS song coming is what I'm saying. Is, is, is that, is that like, like, let's say AJ's arguing points percentage. I'm arguing points and Rocket is like, why don't we all just breathe? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So yes. yeah, there you go. Take your last look at him. After this, we're burning him. <laughs> hey, uh, well, you know what? Um, I I happen to have one, and I will not be burning mine. Thank you very much. <laughs> I never got one. I still kick myself in the ass for not getting a stadium series, and that's really the only kind of specialty one I want. I still Ooh. kick myself in the ass for not going with AJ that one day. Oh, when Rocket and AJ went to Levi's. Oh man. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Uh, the Sharks are seventh in the West by points percentage after 18 <laughs> games played, and they've allowed three or more goals in 15 of those 18 games. Get a defense and some goalies up in this bitch. You want to know something even more um, kind of interesting? Mm-hmm. So, to your point, you know, you're talking, you know, you're talking goals against <laughs> goals Whip against. Goals against is a pretty good indicator of how good or bad a team is. I would argue goals for is a good indicator as well. And believe it or not, the Sharks have scored more goals than Vegas this year. Dude, I have that written down. Eyes on your own paper. This is one of the things that I'm saying. Dude, you look like, okay, the wagons of the West, Colorado and Vegas, right? For the most part, that's what you'd say? Sure. Okay. How how many goals have Colorado scored? Uh, 55. How many have Vegas scored? 51. And how many have the Sharks scored? Right in the middle? Mm, 53. Thank you. <laughs> but the, shark, the Sharks have also allowed 71, exactly. which is the most in the division. And most in the division, most in the conference, and a quick scan here, uh, fourth on. most in the league. Yeah. Fifth most in the league, excuse me. In, and now Second let's... Second most in NHL history. So, yeah, all these goals for it. Let's talk about, uh, I'm sorry, the world's most, uh, the NHL's most expensive defense. Oof. So, coming this week, two versus Colorado, who are 6-3-1 over their last 10. Third in the division right now, currently on a two-game win streak. Then the Sharks have two versus Vegas back-to-back who currently lead the division, although we'll see if those are played because it seems like every time Vegas is on the schedule, the game gets postponed. Uh, But both teams playing well, but as uh, we just mentioned, look at the goals for if only the Sharks could stop the goals against. But of particular note today, earlier today, Bugner came out and there was a quote that I'm like, oh shit. Like you thought John Scott was dishing out some honesty? Check out our buddy Curtis Pichelka. says, looks like the Sharks are going to put Carlson and Vlasic back together tomorrow against Colorado. Bugner's message to Vlasic, we don't win games if our best players are average. He understands the message. He's been way too average for way too long. It's a challenge uh, you know, for him to step up. Holy shit, when your coach comes out and says, bruh, you're average, and you've been that way for too damn long. Can't be good for the ego. Vlasic up in here going, give me that fucking plane ticket to Montreal, bitches. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I well, I I think I mentioned it two weeks ago, but it's nice to finally have you know with Bob Bugner, it's nice to have a coach who's gonna say, look, you know, I don't care if you're Eric Carlson or if you're Frederick Hendemark. Like, if you do something good or do something bad, we're gonna make it known. And you know, we talked we talked about Peter DeBoer, we talked about Todd McCullen. It was always well, you know, as a team, you know, we gotta, you know, we all gotta get it together and. Blah, 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 you know. So it's nice to see some accountability. And, and I think, you know, in the law, it's it's all going to kind of sting right now, you know. I mean, it's, you think about it from the perspective of Vlasic, it's like, you know, damn, I'm a good player and I'm busting my ass and it's not good enough right now. But I think ultimately, ultimately, I think it'll come out, it'll benefit because you, when you're held to that level of accountability, it almost becomes like your baseline, you know what I mean? Where even if you have a bad night, you're still okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about N. Hernandez in the chat here for a hot minute. So uh, I guess that means for the love of San Jose. Uh, explain to me why Dubnik wasn't benched last night after the fourth goal. I know what y'all are going to say, but let's give Jones the chance. Um, well, if you go five comments down, you'll see my response. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. But like I just a lot of people were were kind of mentioning that why didn't you pull Dubnik in favor of who the guy that got pulled in the previous game <laughs> like, like these goalies suck I mean I, <laughs> I I I I alluded to it obviously in the chat and I believe I believe Ian Reed alluded to it on Twitter who? last night but it's like, yeah don't know mm-hmm. but if like the game was still within reach there like, to me, you're only yanking your goalie if it's like, yeah, it's over. Let's save him for the next one. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the sh- – I mean, if you want to be technical, the Sharks were in that game until it ended. Yeah. Yes. So why well, not? Well, not only that, why put in Jones when you know that you're going to be playing four and six? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but again, I just go back to why put – you know, why why would you put in the guy that just got pulled the last game? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> It makes me think that the next game is tomorrow, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow, Monday, if you're listening live. it makes The fact that Jones didn't go in makes me think that Jones is getting that start. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would say this. I think they're just going to keep ping-ponging. <laughs> I mean, Which I would love to see Dubnik get a run. I mean, Dubnik, I mean, <laughs> somehow in some weird reality that we're currently living in, Jones has more wins than Dubnik, but Dubnik's been the better whoa words, the better goalie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like well when it comes down to making saves when they have to make saves, Dubnik seems to be Dubnik seems to be better at it than Joner is. Unless the game is in the shootout. Then Jones is the like best goalie to ever play the game. Yes. Maybe the Sharks should just you know play for the tie every time (laughs) yeah i I would just you know just dress just dress one less skater every game and (laughs) play down a man (laughs) oh we you just like sneak him in there with the same sweater and everything on but you just don't tell anybody that you switch the goalies out remember hashtag nobody watches west coast hockey anyway so nobody's gonna notice burns for vesna so check it out so Hold hold on let's talk about this T.C. Smith in the chat saying, Stalock is available, put on waivers. This has been mentioned on social media. For 285000 or I'm sorry, 285000 Yeah, I'm like, the fuck did I get two from? Uh, for seven eighty five. yeah, I'm taking a fucking a look at, at a guy that used to be on the team. And it's not as if Doug Wilson does not have a propensity 
for bringing back former sharks. Hello, how many times has Michael Haley put on a jersey? Uh, what? Dude, Jeff Friesen, Sandus Ozelinch, like there have been, Brad Stewart, Scott Rudolph's Hannon, Balsers. Rudolph's <laughs> Balsers, yeah, Patrick so. Marlowe. Oh, God, yeah, you right. Who? Um, I, you know what, I, <laughs> I, I think I would be down with Staylock coming back. I mean, he's, you know, it wasn't working out here at the time just because you know Niemi and then Jones were obviously better options than him but he's gone away to minnesota he's had time to figure it out become a starter or at the very least a 1b and i think he would be a capable goalie to have be between the pipes that said mm. i just i mean the sharks have the cap space for it but i just don't i don't see the logic in bringing in a third goalie unless one of the two you already have is getting thrown overboard exactly but so it doesn't they, it if... give you that option to do that Get true, yeah, you're right, but I mean, I don't know. It's the the Sharks claim that they're still in the playoff hunt this year, so there's no reason they would trade Dubnik at this point. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I we kind of talked about it. Uh, I don't even remember when, but I think it would be a pretty big four to, fourth dimensional chess move if Doug Wilson claims Staylock. Hat anoints him as the goalie being protected for expansion and then leaves Jones exposed. Oh! <laughs> that would be great. That would be Fourth a very creative. Test. Yeah. It's a very creative way to try to offload that contract. But at the same time, uh, I don't. Can can Doug Wilson really put blind, not blind, but like that much faith in his game being improved where he can just like sell him? to the team and the and the office and everything else about him being like the, the solution to everybody's problems and in fact he just costs less money. Well, I think you you kind of have to look at it where you know, the goalie of the future, Alexei Melnichuk, he's not there yet, right? So I kind of <laughs> feel like Come on, John King. <laughs> we're not there yet. So I kind of <laughs> feel like with um whoever is the goalie for the Sharks right now, it, you're in a position where it's basically like, yeah, okay, you know, one guy, two guy, three guys, we're going to rotate through until our our guy we got in the wings is ready to go. So let's just say, like I said, in my hypothetical doomsday scenario, if you claim Staylock, throw Jones overboard and re-sign Dubnik, or you don't claim Staylock and you re-sign Dubnik and you keep Jones or whatever combination happens, you're still having a 1A, 1B type of situation until... Melnichuk or Coronash or insert future starter here is ready to go. So why not, you know? Uh, to the chat real quick, Raphael saying, call me crazy, but I think Stalock was better than Niemi. Chief, <laughs> so does AJ. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I was riding, I was driving that bus for a long time. <laughs> you, you cannot unlock the Stalock, right? The, the, yeah. <laughs> there, there is no key for the Stalock. There you go. Uh, Doug Wilson waiting for Aaron Dell to hit waivers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Uh, and then Jerry up in here, Doug's Gambit. <laughs> for those of you who have not seen the Queen's Gambit, go see it. You'll get the joke then. Anyway, uh, but speaking of the goalies, right now Jones, a 385 goals against with an 877 save percentage. Not much better. Dubnik, 346 with the 892. And, of course, uh, last night versus St. Louis certainly didn't help those. 
one thing that has gotten a little better is the scoring by period <laughs> is not at least so skewed in the second like it used to be. Over the last five, the Sharks have won the, f- the first period 6-5, to five, lost the second period 10-9, to nine, and lost the third period 20-19. to 19. So just at least it's much more even keel versus these swings where it's like, well, the Sharks outscored the other team in the first period over five games, you know, like 15 to three. <laughs> and then in the second, they were, they were, they're down 30 to one, which is what it felt like. <laughs> you you know, what's pretty interesting. Just I'm, I'm thinking more about the goalie stats you just mentioned in mm-hmm. Dubnik has better stats than Jones, not by much, but they are mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, one Jones, win Jones has compared... been pulled four times. That's what I'm saying. One win compared to Jones is six. It's insane, dude. So yet. Speaking of which, yeah, let's get to who's hot and who's not. Uh, We'll see if any there's any disagreement here on the hot list. how do you want it? Do we each just want to have a hot and not, or do you want to do it more informal? Or how do you want to? No, do I'm just, I got mine on here. If you want to add to it, absolutely. Sure. Uh, right now on the hot list, Timo Meyer, two go- two goals, okay. three assists, five points over the last five games. Okay, all right. Evander Kane, six points in his last five games, including three goals, three assists, and some power play time, or yeah, I should say markers. Huh? Say say Couture, coward. <laughs> uh, Couture. Right? F- Five goals, two assists, seven points in his last five, including some power play markers. And I'm just going to keep saying it until he proves me wrong. Mario fucking Ferraro, man. (laughs) Two assists in the last five, eating big minutes. The Literally the only guy on the team putting up points from the blue line that isn't named Brent Burns. Anybody else do you feeling a little hot for? No. Well, I I just want to make two points really quickly. So I'm glad... I'm glad you mentioned Mario Ferraro because I think it's it's important to to uh, to make a note here. So he uh, last season Ferraro was averaging the whole season sixty one games. He averaged fifteen fifty three a game, which is standard for your bottom pair. Yeah, coming it, into this season, it's like twenty. It's only been yeah eighteen <laughs> minutes versus sixty one, so a bit of a bit of a skew there, but. Ferraro in those 18 games this year, he's averaging 23.01. Chief Chief is playing seven and a half minutes more per game and looks good. Like, uh, for those who were not aware, Mario Ferraro was on the 31 Thoughts podcast earlier this week, and they were very complimentary of him, specifically his skating and just his personality, which Rocket has obviously kind of been championing. Mm-hmm. championing yeah. Is that a word? you know championing from, yes from from the get-go so mm-hmm. he's getting that he's getting that national pub which is awesome but well the guy's got just, a never-ending motor that's what i'm saying is he's just he's for the second year in a row he's been one the only or at least one of the few bright spots for this team mm-hmm. with that weighted vest he got on the off season that he's been training with i guarantee <laughs> you that's why he's able to eat up these big minutes because he was able to up his endurance training with that damn weighted vest. And I miss his I, I miss his videos a lot. And I, you know what, he his skating is like like, like it's butter. so good. Well, it's so good that it makes me a little nervous. Just be like like you look at him skating. Like say he's skating backwards to defend, and the puck somehow finds its way on his stick, and now he's gonna go forward. 
when he's starting off, it I swear to God, it looks like his feet are perpendicular to his legs. Like that's how he gets into that <laughs> forward motion. Yeah. And part of me is like, ooh, how do your feet do that? But then part of me is just like, God damn, you are so smooth. <laughs> so what and what you're saying here with Couture and everything, we're gonna change this instead of hot or not, it's gonna be like, so who was Couture this week versus who was Jones? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I you know, I, I think especially when you're in a losing season, kind of like the Sharks look like they're headed for this year, It's I think it's important to kind of analyze what is good with the team. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think, especially why I've wanted to like hammer on Ferraro just because he's a young defenseman and hammer on Couture because he's the captain. You know, I, know. I think those are two important things. But hot, I you know, the players that you mentioned are kind of the hot guys for me, if you will. Um, but... I, I feel like I want to say Brent Burns. I mean, he's not there offensively. And, you know, his dash six will kind of tell you that he's not really there defensively either. But aside from that game against the Blues, I don't think I've seen the starfish at all from him this year. Yeah. And he just seems better lined up defensively, you know, where it's like he, he doesn't have to resort to the starfish um, because he's just there. You know, and 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 I and I say he's not really lighting it up offensively. Make no mistake, ten points in eighteen games is good for any defenseman. It doesn't matter who you are. Judah, you know, you're a, you're a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no. And Deuces Shoeless from the chat saying not hot yet, but Balsers has impressed. I'll, yep. I, dude, I'm. I mean, he's playing in the top six, and he's sticking. I'd like to see some. I'd like to see more goals at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, he's only he's only got one goal, three assists in eight games. I'd like to see more considering how much ice time he's getting. But you're right. He's not getting killed in that position. Exactly. And uh, yeah, you brought up something here that I, I do want to go over. But let's get to the not hot <laughs> for quite some for a minute. And this is going to be the part where Jerk has a sad. Ryan, no. Don- Ryan Donato. <laughs> not hot, dude. Bumped down. One point, an assist in your last five games. I get, you know, if anybody is bummed out that there hasn't been a shootout in a while, it's Ryan fucking Donato. (laughs) (laughs) It's the one thing he's like, dude, I got this. Well, maybe he should just practice more on being a face-off specialist. Yeah. Because the team (laughs) kind of needs one of those right now. Yeah, him and Gambrell should put a club together. Yeah. Work on that. Uh, Matt Niendo. Long Beach native, no points in his last five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you would still hope that you know he he contributes every once in a while. Just haven't really noticed him out there lately. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, and then of course Martin Jones pulled for the fourth time in twelve starts, and Devin Dubnik, you know, did decent in a mop up role, but follows up that game against Minnesota. With the St. Louis debacle, you know, as we said, stop 24 of 31 for a 774. Yikes. But should we just start calling Devin Dubnik the janitor? Because <laughs> he needs to clean up Jones's up. mess. That's right. He's good in a mop up role. Um, but let's talk about this for a second. The Sharks had their worst start as a team in 16 years last season. They allowed 64 goals in their first 18 games. How many have they allowed in the first 18 this year? 70, 68? 70. Oh! 
All right. Last year, they started the first 18, 7, 10, and 1. What are they this year? 7, 9, and 2. The hey, l- that's so better. That's exactly. Better. I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> I didn't say they're going to go to the playoffs. I just said they'd be better. That's better. That is one point, point better, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go take a lap and I'll, uh, I'll take it from here. <laughs> Why don't you buy him some running shoes? <laughs> but this is, um, yeah, this this is horrible. They've allowed 45 goals at five on five, right? That two and a half goal per game average is the second worst in the NHL behind, you guessed it, the Ottawa Senators. I feel like you should be like... Yakety Sacks should be playing behind you mm-hmm. while you're reading these stats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that wasn't the end all be all of being worst, uh, Jones and Dubnik have a combined 880 save percentage, which ranks 30th out of 31 teams. Who aren't we? <laughs> who's who's worse than us? Guess it. Survey says. Oh, look at that. Ottawa yet again. Yeah. I want to I want to back up really quick. Back that ass up. Uh, I, I I don't know that I would put him on the hot list, but he I would say really he's we're on going the, back to that already. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it, it popped into my brain as I was kind of looking at everything here. I don't even know. I wouldn't put him on the hot list. I don't even know if I would put him on the heating up list. But you know who's on a nice a nice simmer? You mm. know, maybe he's on the crock pot and you have him on like one or two. Is Kanijov? Kevin LeBanc. Mm. I mean, every you know the haters, uh, haters gonna hate. were were <laughs> they were ready to burn down SAP Center when Doug Wilson said they expect him to be a fifty to sixty point player. But if you if you crunch the numbers, uh, if this is an eighty two game season, LeBanc is on his way to hitting fifty points. So well, there you go. Like I said, I don't think I would say hot. He's definitely on a nice simmer. Maybe you got him on the medium low setting on your stove. Um, <laughs> Not bubbling but over he's, yet. He's right there, and and I think that I feel like we're talking way too long on this, but that <coughs> line Couture, Kane, and LeBanc. It's I was very confused when that line got put together, but it's been very good. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We, we're we're definitely uh, again. Apologies to our affiliates. We're running long. Uh, well. So some hot topics here. Uh, look, mentioned it earlier. <laughs> Sharks, <laughs> Sharks defense, most expensive in the NHL. Uh, either you got to contribute a lot, a lot of points, or be hard as fuck to score against. They're neither. Top third in scoring chances allowed, high danger chances allowed, high danger goals allowed. Uh, Burns leads the NHL in time on ice per game. Like, how sustainable is that? Like, at some point, you figure the big man is going to get a little burned out. I don't care how much of a fitness freak he is. But he's leading the NHL in time on ice. EK is fifth. Both of them are a combined dash 12. And we know that isn't the end-all, be-all stat. But Darnell Nurse, he's sixth. Right behind EK in time on ice. And his stat line, he's got 16 points with a plus 13. Should also be said Edmonton is a good team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they're They're okay. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. They're. Yeah, um, I get you. I mean, you know, se- yeah. third in third in the division by points percentage. I mean, is that good? I don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, Burns is the only member of the Sharks' defense to you know pot a goal, playing some of his best hockey. Will his ho- his value be any higher than what it is right now? I don't know. 
maybe Burns is a piece that you look at moving if you're going to embrace a rebuild or do something. Um, but then, of course, the opposite side of that coin is, why would you get rid of the only offensive weapon that is producing on the blue line? <laughs> Especially when you have an injury-prone EK-65. Um, it's kind of... it's it's That's... Ugh. Yeah, it's a weird position, especially if you do commit to the rebuild. It's a weird position to be in because it's like, you know, yeah, this guy is our best player, so we're going to get rid of him while we're going to keep around these 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 schmoes. That's what I'm um, saying. I, I, I said it in the private in in a private conversation with AJ a few days ago, but I if 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 I can't say if enough, if the Sharks do commit to this alleged rebuild that is or is not happening, I think you I mean, you 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 kind of, you know, you 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 signed the marriage license to Carlson and to Vlasic and to Jones, but I I think you, you make a good find point. Find yourself a good divorce attorney. Yeah, I I think you make a good point. Burns, I think, is an a, attractive piece for a lot of teams. I mean, say what you want about the contract, but you think about how many teams would kill for a defenseman like that. I can think of at least three. <sighs> oh yeah. And but I think, you know, I think Timo Meyer. You know, I mean, he's you're probably saying, wow, he's 24. What the hell are you thinking? But if the idea is to accumulate as much value as possible, <laughs> wouldn't you trade somebody who's got the most value? I'm telling you right here, Jerk is sitting here like drawing it up. He's like, all right, let me write this. Down. Okay, here we go. Timo Meyer, Brent Burns for <laughs> Matthew Barzal, straight up. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I love Timo Meyer. Love him. I have a jersey. Great player, but... That's I kind of dude. I have a Martin Jones jersey. What the fuck are you no, saying? From a, <laughs> just from a, a business strategy perspective, like it, I makes a lot more sense to trade him. Mm-hmm. If, it, if you're oh, gonna blow it up, painful. Yeah, if you're gonna blow it yeah, up. Do it right. Pain, painful because well, and I, you kind of have to look at it where it's like, okay, how far away are we? You know, because if it's a situation where it's like, yeah, you know, you know maybe this season and then next season is kind of shitty and then we're back on track, mm, then uh, I keep them, you know? Well, hold on. Am I yeah, not on happens? record, like, I don't know, a year ago saying that this is what was going to happen? Like, yeah, it was I mean, going you, to get... You say a lot of things. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I am on record saying it was going to get worse before it got better. Like, well, a lot, there was still certain, hasn't gotten worse? There though. were a lot of people that <laughs> last year said... Um, you know, well, Couture was hurt, and Hurdle was hurt, and Ek was hurt, and blah, and that's why they missed the playoffs. But and then there was all the talk about, uh, oh, everybody's going to be healthy. They've been off for ten months, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the first time that Ek sixty five has been a hundred percent as a shark, and blah blah. And where are we at? It's I just told you the numbers. Almost a mirror, or, or I shouldn't say a mirror, but a carbon copy of last season. I will say the one difference is last year everything was kind of bad. Like it was just like take your pick, you know, pick out of the hat, and it's you're correct, it's bad. But this year, at least for me, maybe you guys disagree, but for me, I can sit here and say that really there's only one issue plaguing this team. <laughs> like anyway. as we talked about earlier, like. The Sharks are scoring goals. You know? They, yeah, that, they just can't just, keep any out, that's, despite that's spending $28 million on three players. 
Well, and that's and that's what I'm saying is like, you know, last year, I feel like you could sit here and say, yeah, they're allowing a bunch of goals. They're not scoring as many goals. Like, I feel like it was just a, a gong show no matter what way you sliced it. Yeah. This year, I mean, you look, so the Sharks have scored 53 goals this year in 18 games, which is just under three goals per game. Maybe you want that a little bit higher, but I would say eight times out of ten, if you score three goals in a game, you're going to win. So I feel <laughs> Dude, like the Sharks just scored six goals in a game and lost. That's why I said eight <laughs> times out of ten. I know, I'm just saying. But, you know, so I, I think maybe the Sharks can get a little more production. I think that would be ideal. But I feel like this year you can at least I can confidently say I'm not really worried about the offense. All right. I'm, and I'm not even really worried about the defense because yes, Carlson and Vlasic and Shimek, they've been walked a couple times. That's not a big secret, but when those guys are getting walked, you need your goalie to, you know, say it yeah. with his chest and keep the puck out, but they're going to keep that's not getting, happened. yeah, but they're going to keep getting walked as they, you know, as they age and slow down. Yeah. But ugh, I guess right. you're technically correct. But Ricky in the chat saying Hurdle is 27. His prime is these next three years. Sharks aren't going to be good in that window. Ship him and get the most you can for him. I love Tomas Hurdle. Absolutely love. Probably my favorite player on the team right now. And I have no problem with what Ricky just said. No, the, my, the one issue I have with what Ricky said is limiting his prime to three years. I would argue his prime is probably five to seven years. Yeah. Just we talked about it before. Where if like his people, if know, his knees can hold up, exactly right. correct. That's what, exactly but what I was thinking. You know, there's this idea where as soon as the age, your age flips from that two to three in the first number, it's kind of like you you might as well just be dead. And no, that's not the case. You know, mo a lot of NHL players don't really hit their full stride until they get close to thirty. So, you know, I think three years is maybe bare minimum, five to seven probably. But that's kind of the point I was making a little bit earlier, where it's like. Okay, if you do a self-assessment and you say, yeah, we're maybe one and a half to two years away from this thing, I think you just deal with it and, and wait to see the light, kind of like what Tampa Bay and the Boston Bruins did. But to, what's this person's name, Ricky? To Ricky's point, if you're, you know, if you're looking down the road, if you're looking down the road to 2025 and it still looks ugly, yeah. Dumb. Well, still looks ugly and around that, well, no, not even 2025. What is it? I think it's next off season, I'd have to go and look. It's either next off season or the off season after that, when Hurdle and Ferraro are both going to be due, and John Leonard, Ooh, whatever, whatever that's, that's worth, kicking the balls. Mm. All right, uh, we, but we, dude, but dude, we're not talking about this summer. Sorensen is a free agent. <laughs> 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 got to resign Sorensen. F you. No, I think Doug Wilson needs to finally admit. I think. Like I don't have Doug. I don't have a problem with giving Doug Wilson the opportunity to dig himself out of this hole, but it is a little disconcerting to look at the way that he just painted himself into a corner, and just will not allow himself to utter the words rebuild. And I think you know I I would <laughs> you look at the amount of fans. There, there's a decent amount of fans out there just kind of like. And do it already. Like, we're willing to wait, but you have to do it. You know, come out and tell us, hey, you know what? The next three to four years, it, it's it's not going to be good, people. But, you know, we have a, you know, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> so yeah, you don't want to get freaked out. I just, 
I, I I do I agree with you, but I, I I think at least again for me, maybe you guys disagree. I think it's critical to mention that you know I, what's happening right now. I don't look at it like obviously things are bad, and Doug Wilson's plan is not really working out right now. But I don't look at that as Doug Wilson being a negligent general manager. I look at that as him trying out an equation and it just doesn't work out and so you got to rework some things well and because i'll tell you this i'll tell you this neg a negligent would be letting brent burns go to ufa when he's in a norris trophy season that would be negligent yes but mm -hmm. i i go back to the point of you know last season doug made a shit ton of bets you know it was like we can continue we can go on without replacing pavelski Donskoy Nyquist, we can, you know, we'll, we'll still be able to win games even though we're losing 112 points from just those three players and we were second in scoring. Mm -hmm. And and the reason why? Oh, because guys like, uh, what, Schmalevsky, Chekovic, um, who's the other guy that was kind of highly touted that we kept hearing about? I remember. Blickfeld. Uh, yeah, Blickfeld, Shellman to another. And, and you know what? Guys like Sorensen and LeBanc, they're going to be able to take the next step, as is Suamela, as is Gambrell. They bet on all of these things happening, and not a single fucking one did. Imagine what a shit show last year would have been had Ferraro not panned out. So let me, okay, everything you just said is correct. Those bets did not work out. But in that position at that time, those are the bets you have to make. Mm. Like you, I just like look at it you, and go, Jesus Christ, did say, that scouting like, staff way overvalue what they had? No, I don't mm -hmm. No, I don't think they overvalued what they had. I just think that they overvalued how close they were to making the show. Well, that's what I meant. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, but I just think like it's, like to your point, so Pavelski and Nyquist and I guess Donskoy they leave, and so it's like okay, the offense has got to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think a smart person would say it probably should become should come from the players we still have. Um, so I don't think it was a bad gamble to make. <laughs> it's just not working out very well. And it's like I said before, you know, this is this is not a situation where Doug Wilson's like, ah, fuck it, let's just throw out you know guy from the guy factory. You know, this is a no, I get, it, it, I get what you're saying, but like here from Deuces Shoeless in the chat, Chekovic is killing it this season, though. Oh, really? Not in the NHL. I was gonna say, and what line is he playing for on the Sharks right now? I mean, okay, but hold on, <laughs> Deuces Shoeless, which is a, which is a hell of a name, by the way. Right. Um, he, it's a, it's a. I mean, I agree with you. It, he's not doing it in the NHL, but it's still worth noting. It's not like he's, it's not like he's tearing up junior or he's in the American Hockey League. Like he's in a top professional league in the world so at the very least it's encouraging that he can hang with more ice time with the big guns you know what i mean i mean it's not in the nhl but it's in a top professional league no i give you that and jacob in the chat saying to me they didn't overvalue the main stars underperformed i'm not talking about the main stars two, um, two things can be true yes but i'm not talking about the main stars i'm talking <laughs> you know that those names uh shelevsky chekovic uh, what was Blickfeld, Shellman, whoever, names that were being touted as like, these are the guys that are going to step in and take the spots. You know, they're ready. They weren't. 
Like not even close. If memory serves, if memory serves, uh, Shemilevsky never played a game last season. No, because he was he was he injured. Had, yeah, he had some issues. But I mean, he played, but he was injured. But he didn't play for the Sharks. Correct. Okay, and he's only what played twice so far this season. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's okay. Good, but, yeah. I'm not saying, but no, but that's your, not your my point. point. No, yeah, but the I know point is, is that you know it was oh these guys are ready to go, and they Chekovic has yet to play a, sh- a game as a Shark. Shemileski has two more games in the NHL than I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for now <laughs> yeah for now um and then you know again with the whole thing with uh eric carlson i mean if he keeps keeps getting injured uh you know he's gonna make marty havlat look like an iron man uh the i mean mentioned it before i see eric carlson trying to avoid contact you know he's he's playing like he doesn't want to get injured and generally those are the types of players that are the first ones on the injury shelf you know, you got guys like Pavelski or Couture. How many teeth have they lost because they've blocked shots and gotten the lanes? I'm just oh, yeah. saying. And the whole thing of, oh, it was something with his groin. I don't know how many groins he has, but weren't we all told, you know, 10 months off, it's going to be the first time. In fact, Wojcinski, back in October, Doug Wilson says all the injured sharks are 100%. That includes Eric Carlson, who told the GM he's not limited in any way. Wilson said this might be the first time Eric's been 100% healthy with us. And let me, let he me, made it through, what, 14 games? Let me, let me he, ask you. Let me ask. Sorry, go ahead, Rocket. Like he maybe was the first time that he was 100% healthy, but he still has yet to be 100% honest. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Let, okay. Uh, I, as, What's going on here? What's going on with Rocket's face? <laughs> <laughs> We're not arguing. We're just discussing. We're see. We it's, can disagree and still be friends when the when the red light goes off. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We clearly <laughs> need to start a political podcast so we can do the same thing, but show that you can still have difference of opinion, but get along afterwards. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, so as you as you both know, I love I love my examples. So let me make an example. So let's say, and I'm just going to use arbitrary dates here. So let's say January 1st, 2019. Let's say I fall down the stairs and break my right arm. Okay. Patch it up, healed up. Everything's 100% ready to go. Then January 20, January 1st, 2021, two years later, I get hit. I don't know. I what, fall off a building. I don't know. And I, <laughs> and I break my right arm again. Are you going to be talking about my broken arm from two years ago? Like, you can say, like, Eric Carlson's groin injury from a year and a half ago can be 100% healed, and he could have re-injured it in a separate incident. Two things can be true. As I like and I say. don't have a problem with that. I, what I have a problem with is the fact that Chief cannot get through a season. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, for 11 and a half a year, you should get through a season. Um, Which... Yeah. How, how many points do the Sharks have right now? Like 16, somewhere in there? They have 16, yes, right. out of a possible uh, 36 if they were 18 and 0. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, at the you know at the end of the season, what's the higher number? The amount of points that the Sharks have or the number at center ice? Mm. Should be fun to watch. 
This is a tough one. <laughs> Just well, saying. you're for that to happen, you're banking on the Sharks to win seven more games, which I think is I not like out of the realm of possibility. I like to take two. Or seven, <laughs> going seven, to overtime 14 times also seven, could happen. Seven, seven wins in the next 38 games? I think that's doable. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope it's doable. You would think. Everything we just said is irrelevant. Dude, it depends <laughs> on how many people are moved out, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, your starting center for the San Jose Sharks, number whatever, Rudolph Balsers. <laughs> anyway. I... I really quickly, I like what Kevin, Kevin said it like, I don't know, probably 10 minutes ago, but where he said that the Sharks were in a position to acquire a forward. Um, I, I don't have an issue with like that, with that issue, with that, Jesus, with that idea. But I am curious to know if you're married to LeBanc in the top six and maybe Donato in the top six, I'm, I'm curious to see how it would work out. Um, but I, I do agree. I think maybe it's a situation where you just, I mean, look what happened last time the Sharks brought in new blood. But maybe it's just a situation. Maybe oh. it's just a situation where you just have to commit to the new blood. Okay. And mm. funny you mentioned that because I want to talk about that real quickly from the chat, though. Um, oops, wrong one. There we go. Side note. We talk about Carlson's injury history. What about hurdles? Literally just mentioned his knees, pal. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's okay, we got it. Yeah, and uh, we got you. Oh, this and I THC here in the chat. Hurdle plays hard though. He hits, he checks. He's a maniac out there. That's the other thing. Hurdle. I would. <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Hurdle plays a much more heavy and physical game than Eric Carlson. But <laughs> I digress. Um, and then here's a funny thing that just popped out. Uh, hello. Well, you can take that a few different ways. Uh, who are your picks to win the Cup this season? Most people are going to say Toronto, Tampa, Colorado, maybe Boston, maybe Washington, maybe Dallas. Uh, you know what all those teams have in common is that their highest paid player on their squad was drafted by that team, came up through their system. And in fact, there are only six teams whose highest paid player on their roster right now did not come up through their system. Montreal? Hasn't won a cup since 93. The New Jersey Devils hasn't won a cup in almost 20 years. The Rangers, who haven't won a cup in almost 30 years. Minnesota, Winnipeg, never won a cup. Vancouver, never won a cup. And, of course, San Jose. And and, and Vancouver's, Vancouver's actually a wash because they have three guys that are all making six mil, and they did draft one of them. And it should be, it should be said, too, Vegas's highest-paid player was not drafted by them as well. Um, um, okay, that doesn't really but, fit the narrative. No, no, but I'm just saying, you know, we 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 uh, we have to inform the people. But you know, if Vegas had <laughs> been no, around for Vegas, seven years, maybe no, you, the person that they took in their first draft is finally up by then. You know. No, but you you make a point. You make a valid point where you say ninety five percent of the good teams have a homegrown player as their best player. Like that's still an incredibly valid point. Yes. Nine of the top ten uh, teams right now have that. Winnipeg is that's the only saying. one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. Hmm. Um, so, anywho, uh, finally, let's uh, real quick here. <laughs> we all this talk about uh, EK65. Let's put this out of our misery. Uh, one of the more respected writers, we'll say, at NBCSN. Wow, 
posted an article that just made me go, dude, what the f- are you talking about, man? He got the cap hit number wrong for Eric Carlson, said it was 12 and a half, not 11 and a half, and then just made a bunch of excuses for EK65's poor play and kind of blamed Doug Wilson for the lot that the Sharks are in right now without actually blaming him. That takes a special rhetorical kind of talent there. I'll give you that. But the How ex- dare Doug Wilson not stop the puck? <laughs> but the funny part, though, was the excuses that were in here. It's like, well, we all know he had family issues and what, what Evander Kane didn't have family issues. Right. You know, like there are other people. on. Do you think that EK65 is the only player on the team that has a family? Well, that's the thing. It's a valid. I mean, it's a valid point to make, but you should be making that point for everybody. Exactly. Now, this uh, this this article is just it's one of the worst things I might have ever read. And 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 (laughs) I, I would like to say once again, you know, let let's not forget. I'm still a Carlson fan. But what I said all year last year is I will not join. I will not pay the $2 fare to get on AJ's bus until I see consistently poor play. And we've started to see it. All right. And when I say consistent, I mean year to year. I don't mean fucking Monday to Tuesday. I mean year (laughs) to year. And I'm sorry to use the F word. We're trying to keep it clean here, but gosh darn it. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Stefan Nason went on waivers. Uh, I don't know why everybody is wishing him well with his new team on social media. Uh, He's on the Barracuda. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, sure. <laughs> it's just so funny. Somebody gets thrown on a waiver, and like a bunch of people on social media. Well, let's let's call it what it, a bunch of people on Sharks fan Facebook goes. Oh my God! I wonder who's what team he's going to end up with. The Barracuda. Have you said why would a team pick up a guy who can't even get on with the Sharks, who are like the worst team in the league? <laughs> well, it's and 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 I can't really blame the people for this, but you know what happens is you fall in love, you fall in love with a player, and then when that happens, you tend to you tend to overvalue that player. Mm, yeah. Well. Oh, that's the. Yeah. There was some joke. Uh, that that somebody tweeted out and it was basically two photos and like one was like a junkyard and the other one was like like the lot of a like a Mercedes in Beverly Hills and it was like you know how you see you know, the Mercedes one is like how you see this poor player on your team and then how everybody else sees him <laughs> it's fantastic um Anyway, uh, let's see what else here. Evander Kane got absolutely destroyed in the athletic. Uh, a, a quote coming from them that said, Kane has a serious gambling problem. He gambles heavily, makes poor, self-centered financial decisions. Um, I'm going to stick to like what Kane does on the ice for when he's wearing a, uh, a Sharks jersey. But damn. It should also be said that it was not... It was not the author of this piece who was lobbing these bombs. They were merely the messenger, but... Yes, this was basically quotes from a creditor. Yes, but still, it's... I mean, you, 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 there's a certain level of respect that comes into getting involved in that, and, and you know, I think, I think, you know, that's not something that we really want to get involved with, but it was... That was a brutal piece to read. <laughs> Vince coming in. 
Oh, trying to keep it clean? Oh, fuck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, you know, I mean, we're it, it's not 10 o'clock Pacific yet, so we got to we, we go. gotta be careful. Jesus. Yet. Um, so let's see. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. Sharks rolled out the Heritage jersey, finally. Um, you know, the, if only the, the replicas that Adidas makes were like a, just a little bit closer. Um, anyway, when are the Sharks just going to make this the permanent third? Just mm, come on already. For, for, for legal reasons, I can't answer your question. <laughs> They're never going to have a permanent third. It's, there's too much of an opportunity to make jerseys and sell them. I'll give you that. Okay, when are they just going to switch back to these for a while? I mean, they've had the current jerseys now since, what, 07 is when they made the change, yay? For legal reasons, I cannot answer your Fuck question. you. You know what it was. <laughs> it was like 14 years ago, no, right? No, that's not the question I'm referring to. Yes, 2007. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, let's go. Oh, we can finally throw up a graphic. This is always fun to do, right, kids? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so around the NHL, uh, the games from Lake Tahoe delivered, uh, and if you remember, if you saw the shirt Hockey Jerk was rocking last week, stellar. Uh, Flyers and Bruins, most watched regular season game in NBCSN history. First regular season game to top a million viewers on NBCSN, most streamed regular season game, NBC Sports history. Uh, Does that speak to the eyes the Flyers and Bruins can deliver? Sure. Does it also speak to the fact that the Sunday game essentially was a almost a prime time spot back east, and does maybe the whole clusterfuck of the game the day before, with the eight hour intermission, garnering so much interaction on Twitter, maybe that helped drive more eyes going. Oh man, if that was what they screwed up on yesterday, I can't wait to see what they do today. Who knows? Um, Disney is evidently in development with David Ayers to come up with the movie. That's not even a... Like, it was a cool... I I didn't even want to talk about this because it's such a fluffy, past-the-news kind of thing. But, like, it's not even a a story. (laughs) Like, Like, the actual David Ayers story is not a story. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is, like, if he... It was an event. If, like, okay, you take his entire life up to when he came into the game as the emergency backup. And then if you add him getting signed to a contract and becoming Carolina's goalie, then it's mm-hmm. a movie. But like it well, started and stopped. It started and stopped with that, that 33 minutes in relief he played. Yep. Yeah. No. And I'm, I feel you on that. And it's not as if we've never seen Hollywood take creative license. So maybe the story, the movie will be what you just said. You know, Maybe. but haven't we I mean, seen that before? Like, didn't isn't there a movie like a called The Rookie, where somebody is like a pitcher, an old man, and you know, somehow comes and, and probably another fucking Disney movie, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like Mike, Lil Bow Wow is like this twelve year old kid, who? and he gets Michael. Like Mike, yeah. <laughs> no, who the he, hell fuck is Lil Bow Wow? He's a How do you not know who Lil Bow Wow is? Because I like okay. music, dude. He, oh, no, he, his acting, man. He 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 stumbles on a pair of Michael Jordan's shoes that got electrocuted, and then he becomes an NBA player at oh, age twelve. Yep. That movie's been made. Dumbest and, fucking premise I've ever yeah, heard. And also, um, kind of different, but not really. Most valuable primate. They had a fucking monkey play hockey. 
Like, I remember that. I've seen clips of that, and that always makes me uncomfortable to look at. The, like right. weird, the weird feel-good story. Give me a John Scott movie. Give me that. Yeah. I'll, that one I'll watch. Yeah, no, give me five episodes on of a Disney Plus series and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. Um, have they started? Any, have they started engraving McDavid's name on the heart yet? And if not, why? <laughs> uh, no, because. No, because the Maple Leafs fans will storm the NHL headquarters in New York. I can't answer that for legal reasons. Right. Um, Elliot Friedman reported on a hockey night in Canada that the NHL is looking at NBA's top shot. I don't even know what that means. Okay, dude. I, I tried to look into this. This is... This is... Went- huh? Right, go ahead. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it, this is evidently like some bizarre cross between like trading cards and like Bitcoin. I mean, God. I think we, we might have reached the zenith of what like, <laughs> like no seeing, seeing somebody come along and saying, okay, like you can just picture a bunch of guys around a board meeting going, okay, man, I got an idea. If we can get fans to waste their money on this, they'll fucking buy a steaming pile of shit as long as it's in the shape of their favorite logo. Yeah. Right? So here's the, here's the whole deal about this Top Shot thing. You can evidently, the whole idea is that instead of like opening a pack of trading cards, this is all online, you can buy like a pack of moments. Right? And it sounds- so that, that you can buy... Um, Somebody, I think they said for $200,000, somebody purchased uh, a dunk that LeBron James put on somebody. They bought that moment. Now, what can they do with that? Fucking nothing. The NBA still owns all of that. They can show, you can go on YouTube and watch it wherever you want and all that. It's just some weird Bitcoin thing. But $200,000? For I'm like just saying, eight, p- eight seconds of video. I'm saying, if if that's the case, every time the NBA runs that replay, I want to cut. And that's the <laughs> whole thing. You're not buying like that. Like I could understand that. If it, now, now we're talking 200 G's. You know that if they ever want to run this, whether it's NBA TV or whatever, that they got to run you some money before they throw it up. See, like, that's, yeah. Okay, so this all just sounds like a laundering scheme for the NBA to sell Bitcoin. <laughs> but the problem so is... You can, you can sell that Bitcoin, you can spend that Bitcoin, but that image, that moment is yours to keep forever. But when you like <laughs> switch the flip, you flip the script, you're like, oh, you're buying all this Bitcoin, you know, and this, bit, this, this moment is a bonus. But you flip it around and what does it sound like? You're buying this moment. Oh, this is great and amazing. And then there's this Bitcoin stuff too. So uh, it's, I'm I think they're you. hiding it. I think it's laundering Bitcoin. Well, hey, <laughs> market hey, watch. Hey, Hold Kawhi, on. hey, Kawhi Leonard, we couldn't pay your bonus. So here's your moment when you made that game winning shot. Uh, there you go. Like, no, you're right. Go sell it. And that's the whole thing is you can go back to this Top Shot website and sell off moments. Again, it's like trading cards, but it's uh, either way. The NHL, and this is what Elliot Friedman was reporting, is that the NHL is watching this. Could you imagine some schmuck coming along and saying, oh, you know, that goal that Barkley Goodrow scored in game seven against Vegas? Yeah, I'm going to drop a quarter of a mil on that. 
All I'm just saying is the moment, and I'd have to, we'd have to, we'd have to do some investigative reporting on this. But the moment that I would want for you, we'll use the super chat money to purchase this moment. <laughs> Go back a Stipend. few years ago to the preseason and find a clip for obviously from the in arena cameras because it's got to be official. Find the clip of Rocket getting pelted in the arm with that puck. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, uh, you can find out more about this on marketwatch.com. This is bizarre. It's, I'm just it's... saying, if, if if that hurt, Rocket, I don't mean to make fun, but I feel like that's the moment we got to buy She rubbed it, it off. <laughs> I, I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. Hey, if you're old enough to walk, you're old enough to walk it off. She was you lubricated. I mean? She was fine. <laughs> Getting after it, as <laughs> mm-hmm. they say. Right. Thank, oh, sure. you, Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Um, oh, good. Lacey's still here because I want to go throw to him in a hot second. Um, just a quick reminder for those of you who are still pissed off about EK65's contract, and everybody knows I drive that bus, uh, Jeff Skinner's been a healthy scratch for three straight games this week and is in the second year of an eight-year deal worth 72 mil. Has a full no move until 26-27. So, is Doug looking to sign him? Uh, I'm sure. At, like, Say what you want about Eric Carlson. At least he's in the freaking lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, in fact, the same Jeff Skinner that beat out Logan Couture for the Calder. Who would you rather have? The guy that's a captain of a team that shows up when it matters most or a guy that is a healthy scratch on a shitty hockey team in Buffalo? Just dude, if I'm, dude, if I'm him and I'm making $9 bucks, I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> right? Um so, after nearly a full two-week layoff, the Barracuda returned to the ice yesterday, uh, only to fall into a three-goal deficit after 20, but in the second period, the team would reel off four straight goals and add two empty netters late in the third to get a 6-3 win over the Ontario Reign, your LA Kings affiliate. Goals came from Gabriel, a couple from Handemark, Blickfeld, Shellman, and Suamela. And I bring that up because if memory serves, I think the Barracuda might have just played a game. So, Lacey, if you could throw down, like, the final score and who scored in this one, I'd appreciate it in the chat. Um, I don't have, really, a comment of the week. Well, okay, hold on. Let me see. Do I? I don't think I do. I might have. Yeah, no. Those are those are from last week. Don't really need it. <laughs> well... Uh, like, yeah, let's see. Nah, I don't know. The, the internet's always good for something. Yeah. Well, no, you know, it was so horrible last time. Ugh. So I don't know. Very, <laughs> Those yeah. three were just yikes. So maybe we Me, just wrap it up. Oh, I tweet, tweet of the, well, okay. Uh, I got it. Maybe I got it. A, I got it. Okay. Twitter has announced paid super follows to let you charge for tweets. Now, if you go back, I don't know. To 2017? Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, Jerk invented this as a yes, joke. <laughs> <laughs> and so Lacey, our man in Amsterdam, Barracuda win 3-1 to one tonight. So two straight wins for the Cuda. That's nice. Blickfeld getting another two along with Gabriel. So that's awesome, dude. Gabriel and Blickfeld just showing up recently for the CUDA let's uh, yep. hof- hopefully they can parlay that and who knows <laughs> Blickfeld might get the it, last I looked I think it was Blickfeld that was like leading the CUDA in points wouldn't surprise me to see him get a call up at some point if to, you know 
wheels fall off the shark's wagon just a scotch more. Yeah, four four goals, three assists in five games. That's oof. I, and and you know what? And actually, I don't know if that's also counting tonight's game or not. So, but either way, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, so. and uh, you know, Kevin earlier this week talked to Nick Nolenberger from your San Jose Barracuda. So go check that out if you want to learn more. And wh- who's the who's the guy? He, oh, Christian Jaros, something like that. Yeah, that's how you, how it's spelled. Uh, Kevin, the pronunciation guru, will will fill us in on how to say that because there is a little uh, a carrot, I believe, above one of those letters. There you go. But uh, yes, that's how it's spelled. Cool. Five goals in the last three for Blickfeld. So there you go. Anyway, go check out In the Reef if you want to know about what's going on with the CUDA. Uh, and then finally here, again, oh, so the Twitter with the super follows, we did it as a joke. Who is to stop anyone from – we've seen this before. One person will pay – and then they'll just build their own account by tweeting out, you know, thumbnail or, you know, screenshots. What's to stop someone from doing that? Well, if you want to see that in action, jump on Twitter and type NBCS Sharks and you'll see. <laughs> oh, sorry. Was shit, my mic dude. on? My mistake. Holy shit. All right. Uh, so with that, time to wrap things up again. 30 minutes over time. That's yeah, that's about right. Um we did talk to Gambrell not too long ago. That is on the YouTube page, so go check that out. Uh, Fanatics parted ways with the Sharks. We got that on there. Recent talk with Drew Remenda. We got Ted Ramey, Brody. Again, Kevin Lacey talking to Nolan Berger. So much stuff can be found on TealTownUSA.com. And if you ever miss a show, want to check it out, get it on your podcast platform or YouTube. Do us a favor while you're here. Hit subscribe. Tell a friend to subscribe. It helps us out. And if you're on iTunes, leave us some five stars and a healthy review. We would appreciate that. You can follow her at rbackhander76. You can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear us discuss on the next episode, you can fire them away to at Pucknologist on Twitter. Famous last words for you, Rocket. Uh, apologies to Matt Damon. We ran long. <laughs> Jerk man. Famous last. Uh, in, in his first game since being put on waivers and going unclaimed, Adam Henrique scored a goal. I'm a big fan of those. Hey, how are you moments? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, That's all uh, I say. all right. Uh, famous last words for me. Joe Pavelski still leads the stars and goals assistant points. <laughs> <laughs> Brent Burns and Joe Thornton have the same amount of points despite Jumbo playing eight fewer games. In fact, Joe Thornton has the same amount of points as Shimmick, Knizhov, Vlasic, and EK65 combined. So, with that, mm. subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us that review on iTunes. Find everything on Teal Town USA. Thank you so much. That is our show, 122 in the books. Thank you for watching and or listening, and we will see you all next week.